Bro, hold on. Let me show. Let me show you this. Let me show you this camera, bro. Uh, hey, you see that? Yeah, it's all right. That's official, boy. Hey, Mike can do that too. Watch this. Swerving. <laughs> the manual swerve. Uh, yeah, this should take like shit, 15 minutes. Bro, this nigga, Jamal has hella picks, but they all in like the 20s and 30s and 40s. He finna have the best IDP roster in the league by far. <laughs> Alright, hold on. I gotta go get my Crocs. to another episode of the ace of spades podcast y'all know who the fuck it is man it's the host with the most cam aka the dynasty demigod aka the ace of spades thanos aka the four time champion aka Mr. Okay, I'm reloaded. And I'm in the lab once again with Coles Curtis, a.k.a. Kurt Cashy, a.k.a. Curdy Two-Time, a.k.a. the one-time champion, a.k.a. truly Danny's big homie. Kurt, what's good, bro? <laughs> what's up, bro? I oh, mean, man. I mean, it's it's official, bro. I mean, like Nicki Minaj said, I mean, these niggas is your sons now, bro. I mean, 
<laughs> it's it's I, I think it's fire how you won the chip and then you was just ghost on a few podcasts. You know, you went to Belize. I mean, you was just you was just living your best life as a champion in the offseason, bro. Yeah, man, you know, had to live it up. You know <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> oh man, no, well, I'm I'm happy to have you back on the show. Did a couple solo pods, they were cool, but it's it's always a better show when you're when you're on it. So this episode we wanted to put together real quick before we really dive into the off-season content that we're going to be coming with over the next few weeks um, or next couple months, I should say, leading up to the combine and the draft and things like that. But I thought it was important to do this episode because we do actually have uh, some some major changes within the league. Obviously, I talked about on the last solo pod, um, Ace of Spades is no longer a free league. We're, we're a paid league. We're a money league. And going into our 10th year, I didn't think it was a better time to implement some of these changes. I mean, we got people like Ray, Heavy Low, Rio, Elmo, BT, Tabron. These guys have been in this league. Chris, these guys have been in this league for nine years, bro. And um, they stuck with it. And um, I think it's time to take the league to the next level. And in order to do that, um, I wanted to make sure that everybody was fully invested in. Uh, not everybody made it, bro. I mean... You know, we, we tried to keep the league together for, for some continuity, but somebody had to get the boot. And uh, it, it was KB. I mean, uh, hey, we we appreciate the, the value that KB brought over the the past couple of years that he's been in the league. And uh, sad to see anybody leave the league, especially after being in the league for five years like KB was. But um, his strategy and vision didn't align to what we're trying to do in the league. So I had to give him the boot, bro. Hey man, pour one out for for the fallen soldier KB man. You know. Yeah, I ain't pouring no Ace out for him. I'll pour Le Henny out for him though. <laughs> pour Le Henny oh. out for, for my nigga KB. Oh, he was gonna get some Kool Aid if it was. You, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pour a little a little swig of that. Henny, one niggas in STL be saying that the less let me get a swing of that juice, cuz. I'll pour, <laughs> pour a little swing of that Henny out for my nigga KB. But no hard feelings, KB. You know, he he just wasn't. Um, he wasn't extremely active. He wasn't extremely involved in the league. And I think, you know, there are people that may not be the best strategists in the league or have, you know, the best teams, but they bring value in other ways. And we just didn't see it from KB. And I made the decision to go ahead and remove him from the league. And um, like I said, it's, it's nothing personal. I just want to get um, some personalities in the league that I think are going to be here and invest it for the long haul. Um, so I replaced KB with, um, uh, my God, brother, actually my cousin, um, his name's Mark. He'll be in the league, uh, at least as of now, I thought about bringing somebody else in a more seasoned GM, but I think everybody saw quickly changed my mind about that. And people ask me why. And the, the, the reason behind that is first and foremost, it's difficult to, to have somebody inherit an orphan team and what that GM was asking me to do for his team. I just wasn't willing to do. We already have a lot of compensatory picks that I'm giving out and things like that. And um, I wasn't willing to give up more, uh, especially with that team, because that team is in a decent position already with that number four overall. And this guy wanted uh, another first round pick for this year and a first round pick for next year. And I just figured it'd be easier to get somebody who's who's less seasoned, who doesn't have that high of an expectation for an orphan team. And I don't think that the things that this particular GM was asking for was unreasonable, but uh, it's just not um, what I wanted to do to take away from some of the other people who who really need that uh, compensation. 
Um, and I don't think this team really does. So um, Mark is not a, a very savvy uh, fantasy GM, but neither was KB. So I don't think we're getting a drop off there. Mark should add some element of uh, of humor and camaraderie amongst the ranks in the league. So he'll he'll add value in other ways. And while he's learning and ramping up to uh, the dynasty football format and things like that. Kurt, any thoughts, last thoughts on KB or the addition of Mark? I want to address that other dude. Don't come in here talking about you want to first (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's difficult to to take over a team but that team is not a bad team it's a playoff team and um you know has some some good players on it um so i just wasn't willing to do it we already we're already moving people's picks back you know people trade it for second round and third round picks that are closer to third and fourth round picks after all these compensatory picks so um i considered it but it was just easy to, to bring somebody in and um i can help manage and mold Mark's team and, and kind of get it together and, and kind of fix what, what KB did to it over the next year or so. And then um, if Mark isn't, isn't, isn't good enough to maintain the team, then I'll, I'll replace him and I'll, I will get a savvy vet in here. But I think fantasy football isn't difficult. It's not a tough, it's not a tough hobby to learn. So I'm confident in Mark's ability to uh, understand the format and, and, and with our guidance um, uh, build a, build a better roster. So we'll see what happens, but, but consider Mark's in, st- uh, uh, in statement um, um, conditional uh, because this, this may not be a permanent move, but, but temporary until I figure out like what I want to do with that, that spot. Anyway, we got about 20 minutes in this episode. This is going to be a short one. So wanted to talk about that, the elephant in the room, why KB is out of the league, why we have a new person in the league and for everybody not to be surprised if we swap out personnel again and get somebody else to manage that team it'll be easier in 2022 if I do want to get a savvy vet from one of my other leagues in here, because I'll have more room with the compensatory picks, but with the George Kittle trade reversal with Jamal and Curtis having picked 13, me giving up Trevor Lawrence, me having picked 14, Chris getting picked 15 and then Jamal getting compensatory picks in, in, in the third round. It was, it was just too much for me to try to figure out. Uh, we're already, as opposed to a 60 uh, player draft, we're having a 65 player draft. So there's already five extra picks in there. And it's just not fair for the people who traded for those mid-round picks that are getting pushed back. So I didn't want to add any more uh, to, to the, to the uh, draft this year. So anyway, let's get into the draft. Um, I did the draft order yesterday, Kurt. I, uh, where is it at? I guess I can just go through the list and talk about um, the picks that everybody has, but let's start with Justin, bro. Cause this is hella funny. I know you have, I don't have the show notes, but um I have the placement for everybody's picks um, just for, for kicks and giggles. Let's go through Elmo. So Elmo has, I'll go to, to Elmo just for, for con- uh, contrast and what I'm about to say about Justin's picks. Justin has picked two and, and for all the confusion with, with me having picked one and Elmo hasn't haven't picked two, I'm not, I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I'm taking the number one pick off merit uh, because I earned it, but I'll, I'll be taking somebody else. So Elmo has picked two, pick five, pick seven, pick 11, bro pick 17, pick 24, pick 43, 49, 54, 55, and 56. It's a whole lot of picks, man. Bro. It's a whole lot of picks. A lot, a lot of chips. Bro, pick two, pick five, pick seven, 11, 17, 24, 43, 49, 54, 55, and 56. Justin has pick 62. That's it? That's it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that boy got smoked. 
Justin, Justin, you're so mad you finished in fourth place and you have one stale ass uh, fifth round pick. Do you're pissed. And it's, it's really, it's no bullshit. It's really, bro, it's damn near a sixth round pick because the compensatory picks pushed it back. So, yeah, bro, come get these two thirds for uh, Keenan Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, no bullshit, bro. This is so, this is. Uh, we only took three minutes right there. This is the, the, you know, and I don't want to beat a dead horse because this, this horse is so dead, but in retrospect, and we'll go through this when we, when we do all the year-end reviews for all the teams, but I was on Justin's ass for the whole first three months of the season, bro, or, or three, uh, three months, three weeks of the season, bro, when he was making all those blockbuster trades left and right, mortgaging all of his picks, bro, all, like, literally all of them. He has one pick, and that's pick 62, and I think that's damn near my pick or some shit. But he mortgaged all of his draft capital to build this team, and he finished in fourth place. And you finished in fourth place. Now you're going into – the new year with a fourth place team and nothing to add to it. So if his team wasn't good enough to win a chip after he mortgaged all his draft capital going into last year, what is he going to do this year going into this season with the same team and all the other teams that finished ahead of him are getting better. Cam has pick one, pick 14, pick 28, pick 50, pick 64. Kurt has pick 13, pick 27, pick 30, pick 32, 53, 65. Danny has pick nine, pick 10, pick 23, 31, 39, 51, 63. And what about the teams right after him, bro? Ray, pick eight, pick 22, pick 36, pick 48, pick 60. Even teams like Jamal, pick 20, 25, 29, 34, 41, 42, 46, 52, 58. Like, bro, Justin's in a very rough situation right now, bro. Very rough. Yes. Yes, he is. It's man. that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, yeah man. <clears throat> he he was living by by my man BT motto. I need players. I don't need no picks. And it's <laughs> it's like when you have that strategy, bro. It's like okay, but those are those players like good enough to to compete for a championship? And are they good enough to win it all? Because you're you're mortgaging your entire future for those particular players. And I love some of the players on Justin's team, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Terry McLaurin, uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he has some really good players, but I think our league is so complex and our rosters are so deep. You kind of got to do like what, what you and Danny do. And it's like, just take, you know, your wins where you can and be patient that hasty strategy just trying to load up and, and take the shortcut to a championship that's not really going to work in this league i don't think for anybody nah i mean i think in the old format bro uh Definitely. Cook, Derrick, Derrick henry that probably gets it done like most of the time but definitely not this year not definitely flex yeah. yeah i agree 100 and this is just going into the 2021 draft i know he made the trade with Chris um, to get that first round pick for next year. But Chris has uh, pick three, pick 15, pick 18. He has three picks in the top 18. Chris's team should be pretty good. His team wasn't devoid of talent last year. He, he had a lot of injuries and uh, COVID hit his team several times. So, uh, I mean, pick three, pick 15, pick 18. He should be able to get some startable assets in at least two out of those three spots. And then he also has 
pick 35, pick 37, pick 38, and pick 44. So uh, he's going to add depth to his team. So I'm not sure how valuable that first round pick will be next year. But anyway, let's go through these again, just in case everybody missed it. Um, listen for your name. Listen for where your uh, draft positions are uh, in your respective rounds. I'll start with myself and go all the way down to Justin. Um, and I, I will be sending the actual list out, but it isn't numbered, which is why I wanted to give you guys uh, your um, draft position here on the podcast. So I have pick 1, 14, 28, 50, and 64. Elmo, again, has 2, 5, 7, 11, 17, 24, 43, 49, 54, 55, and 56. Chris has 3, 15, 18, 35, 37, 38, 44. Mark has pick four and pick 61. Rio has pick 16, I'm sorry, pick six, 19, 26, 33, 40, 45, 57. Ray has pick eight, pick 22, 36, 48, 60. Danny picks nine, 10, 23, 31, 39, 51, and 63. Tabron has picks 12 and 16. Is that all Tabron has? Did I tweak? Oh, he did trade all his late round picks, I think. Yeah, he nickel and dine him. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> Darren Williams and uh, mm-hmm. Russell Gage and all of them, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he did. Okay, 12 and 16 is not bad, though. He's got two top 18 picks. That's not bad. Uh, Curtis has picks 13, 27, 30, 32, 53, and 65. Jay Mula has picks 20, 25, 29, 34, 41, 42, 46, 52, 58. BT has picks 21, 47, and 59. BT's in some trouble too, bro. Uh, 21, 47, 59. I, I don't know what, for me, 47 and 59. I don't know what he's going to add with those picks. Yeah, some IDPs. Some IDPs. He probably draft another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough for BT in this situation. And uh, uh, Justin with pick 62. So if anybody has questions about their draft position and where they pick, um, replay the podcast again. I'm not going to be reiterating this type of stuff in the chat. And I will send the draft list out and pin it to the chat if I can. So you guys have a point of reference uh, as we move through the offseason. So next thing, this is actually something I should have teed off the podcast with, but um, we can talk about it now. Uh, the major change that we wanted to hop on the podcast and talk about is the uh, addition of um, a salary cap in our league. So not only are we switching to a cash league, we're also going to switch to a contract league in Dynasty. So I'm going to do an entire separate uh, solo pod about this just to break everything down. But essentially, just like the NFL, each franchise and ace of spades will have a salary cap so for instance the salary cap in the nfl is around 200 million dollars the cash salary cap in our league will be around like two thousand dollars and i'm doing air quotes now so two thousand dollars in salary cap for sake of easy math and the way that player salaries will be determined is 10 percent of their total fantasy output for the season So for easy math, again, let's say Patrick Mahomes scores 500 fantasy points. His salary, in order to sign him to a contract, will be $50. $50 of that $2,000. Does that make sense, Kurt? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. 
So this is actually probably a good year to start it up in terms of uh, logistics and people having some leeway with, with their cash just because um, a lot of players got injured and had down years, so their salaries will be lower. And like I said, I don't have the final details. I'm still working on it and, and the math behind it. But um, you look at previous season's points for your player to determine their contract. So if Kurt, as of now, all your players are free agents. And if you have James Robinson, he scored 220 fantasy points. His salary will be $22. You lock that up for two years. Rookie players will have four-year contracts with the option of a fifth-year option, just like they do in the NFL. The reason that I want to do only two-year deals for superstar players is because let's say Saquon Barkley this past year, the nigga only scored like, you know, 30 fantasy points. Nobody should be able to get Saquon Barkley for $3 over four years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we do two year deals on the superstar players, tie them up that way. If the contract expires, you have to resign the player based on their fantasy production for the previous year. So in two years of Saquon's season, he goes out and puts up 480 fantasy points. I have to sign him to another deal worth $48 over that two years. And like I said, the math isn't finalized, but that gives you an idea of what we're looking for. And the way that the rookie picks work is just like in the NFL, the higher the rookie pick, the higher the salary allotment is to that player. So Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, those picks one, two, and three, those are going to carry higher salaries than picks, you know, 11, 12, 13, and 14. So that just gives you guys an idea. Now, every team has to stay under the salary cap. And this is just play money. This is fake money. However, for the super teams like Kurt and myself, uh, and I haven't done any math on anybody's roster, but I'm imagining we will be above the salary cap. Now, what happens when a team is above the salary cap, you will have the ability to pay a luxury tax. Now, the reason that this is interesting is because the luxury tax is actually coming out of your own fucking pocket. So if you're over the salary cap, the luxury tax has to be paid in cash to the league. And what we will use this money for is, you know, things like rewarding the first place finish team or contribute to the GM of the year or pick them and things like that. Or um, even, even things like the ACE bottle uh, helping with um, league maintenance and things. So, so um, I don't know what the salary cap numbers are. They won't be very aggressive. It'll be like, I don't know, like $10 for every $100 that you're over or some shit like that. Like, I'm not really sure, but it won't be anything egregious. It's just something to um, um, add an element of, of uh, parity amongst the team. So uh, we don't see so many, so many uh, uh, teams um, imbalanced in the league. So we got teams with, with, four quarterbacks that are like QB ones or, or, or six RBs in my case that are RB ones. Um, we should have to do a better job of, of, of maintaining balance amongst the league. So I thought this would be an interesting way to do that, especially since we have so many teams kind of climbing up uh, from, from rebuild years and, and um, trying to get their teams up to um, where my, my team has been or Kurt's team has been. So uh, I'll work out the final math on that. But like I said, I don't think this is something that, any of you guys have to worry about it's probably going to be only only Kurt and myself over this and and maybe maybe I don't know Elmo has 50 fucking picks over the next three years bro so maybe Elmo will be pushing up on that soon but uh, we want to add some some balance to the league any comments on that Kurt niggas getting cut that's it (laughs) hey I'm I'm gonna be $200 in bro I'm keeping all my players (laughs) 
um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, th- I think it'll be fun uh, adding the the contracts to the league. It's just something that I've always wanted to do, and I see some of my um, high stakes guys that I play in other leagues with doing this a lot as well. And I think it'll just be fun to to track and manage a team like you would like a real NFL franchise. So I'll get all the numbers down and um, I'll send that out as soon as I get it. Like I said, I'll do another solo pod outlining the specifics and I'll send out every player's uh, every GM's team value in like a spreadsheet or something. I'll do it all via Excel. So I'll tell you guys what your team is worth, how far you are over the cap, how much under you are under the cap. And I'll explain to you like how the contracts work, how you can sign players and what that means for your fab dollars. So when you pick up players off waivers, you have to sign them to at least a one-year deal as well. And any player that you sign, just like in the NFL, if you cut that player, you still carry a cap number. So just because you cut a player doesn't wipe that money off the books. And I think that's important for somebody like Justin, who has you know close to 200 transactions a year, just picking up and dropping. You'll have to think a little harder about doing that in the future. Does that make sense, Kurt? It does, man. Makes perfect sense. So it adds another another element of strategy, and that's what we always try to do, make the league more competitive, make it more interesting, and hopefully get people like Tabron more engaged, bro. Maybe he'll start thinking a little deeper about his team, uh, understanding that he has to do a little math behind it. I don't think he'll have to worry about the, the salary cap for quite some time, but uh, I, I think he'll he'll be more involved in other ways. And he, uh, that's just going to give him an excuse not to pick up people off waivers. He's going to be like, oh, well. <laughs> I didn't want to take the cap hit, dude. You got a you got a uh, hey. empty salary cap. Hey, bro, I, I, I swear to God, this nigga Tabron gonna start the season with like if we do two thousand dollars, he's gonna start the season with like fifteen hundred in cap room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be able to sign anybody he wants, bro. But anyway, let's let's move this along. So I'll do a separate episode about the salary cap. The next point is divisions are going to return. I think. Um, we'll do it similarly to how we wanted to approach it at the beginning of the season. Like I'll carry my own division. Uh, Kurt will carry his own division and Justin will carry his own division. And then we'll divvy it up um, based on uh, tiers and rankings of the other teams. So I think this would be like pretty interesting now that we have an idea of where the teams stand in terms of competition across the board. Like we, we, we know for a fact, like who's good and who's bad now. So I think now is a good time to bring divisions back. Any comments on that, Kurt? Ah uh, man, uh, just put my rival in my division. That's all I gotta say about that. Who who your rival, bro? Hey, Brian. Of course. <laughs> <I even> put... <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, bro. You went you went two whole years bitching about that nigga being your rival. He ain't your rival, bro. Now your rivals, me, Justin, and Denny. Let's all get in the division together and and, and play each other all year. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that boy, that boy, Justin said, hey, who the fuck put Kurt and Cam on my schedule back to back? I ain't signed up for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> so now we'll, we'll balance, we'll balance out the, um, we'll balance out the, the divisions as, as best we can, but I don't think it will be any problems. Like, I think it's like clear cut, like the top three, four teams. And then there's some good team, a uh, top three teams. And then it's a good teams, like three to six. And we should be able to balance it out pretty easily. And, um, I mentioned this briefly when we were talking about the, the changes for the salary cap and, and paying into the luxury tax and things like that. But um, we are going to do something for best regular season uh, next year, just because it's, it's something that I do in my, my big money league. And it's like, 
you award the person who had the best regular season just because it's it's arguably more impressive to uh, finish with a higher seed throughout the season's grind than it is to, um, I guess, not, it, I won't say it's more impressive. Uh, how can I put this? In a, in a lot of ways, I say it is more impressive than winning a championship just because you're managing your team throughout a season. And when you get into the playoffs, it's kind of all bets are off and anybody from any seed can kind of win because you only need one game to do it. Um, so, so it is uh, important to recognize somebody who can go through the season's grind and actually finish, you know, one, two, and three, um, uh, but particularly number one overall in the standings uh, going into the playoffs. So we'll do like an MVP award or something like that for the team who finishes with the best uh, regular season starting next year. And um, we'll also do placement prizes for first, second, and third. And that's what you guys' money is going towards. Um, like I said, I take care of the ace bottle. That's my gift to you guys. So the money that we contribute in terms of our league dues, that's so we can do things like this, um, keep those secondary prizes in play and give people a reason to compete, even though you know they may not necessarily be pushing for a championship. You don't have to come away with nothing. So we're going to do a prize for first, second, third place, best regular season. We're going to bring back GM of the year. And we're going to do uh, pick them probably next year as well. Um, and the last thing, because we got two minutes left, uh, cut day and roster sizes. So roster sizes is, is just 30 deep plus taxi, which is five. So technically 35, but I'll have to go through and audit everybody's taxi because some players on taxi are going into year four and taxi is only four first three years. Uh, so everybody keep in mind how many players you got on your roster, Kurt. I know you're pretty light because you cut like a bunch of people at the end, uh, last season, but People like Elmo, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He has eleven draft picks. So make sure you cut enough players to make room for the draft picks you have. So Elmo, if you're currently at thirty players on your roster and you have eleven draft picks, that means you need to cut eleven players. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. All right, and Jamal too, because I think Jamal has a full roster and he he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks. So. Yeah, so the roster is only 30, and the only reason they increased was because of COVID. But I think I'm going to leave them where they are because I like that roster size. What would you think about it, Kurt? That's like 30 is cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was like too too much. That I didn't think fine. so. I don't think so either. I think the waiver wire was like completely bare, but I think that's 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 the point in Dynasty. Like you don't want to be, um, you know, um, you don't want to have like decent players on the waiver throughout the season. That just means we're not we're not doing our job right. So I was actually impressed by the 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 scarcity on waiver wire but there was still times where you could pick up somebody and plug into it like duke johnson was on there at one point and he could give you like 10 points so i think i think i like it the way it is i think it was pretty balanced but anyway that's the show as always please tune into our next episode uh kurt and i are going to start doing the year-end reviews with each team so we're going to go through the worst team all the way to the best team uh which was kurt the 2020 champion so we'll start with Tabron, work our way up to Kurt and just do a year in review. It's like under a microscope, but we'll view the entire 2020 season, its totality, and give you guys a review on where we think you stand, how you did, what your strategy and outlook um, looks like for 2021 and beyond. And that'll be a lot of fun because we can actually take our time because it's the offseason and dive into each one of these teams individually. I'm rambling, bro. Drop the outro. Kurt, welcome back. Holla at the rest of you niggas later. Draft order will be dropped in a chat. And remember, it's up there and it's still, even though Kerr won, stuck there. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>